Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nothing is green-lighted until the very end because things okay. change, right? Trump's response to Iran. That is one of the top stories we are covering on PM Orlando, where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Michael Yaffe. And I'm Larry Spillman. Our top story, Metro Orlando's jobless rate is up slightly, but our area remains Florida's job growth mecca. 501 on News Radio 93.1. Unemployment is down slightly in the Sunshine State. According to the Department of Economic Opportunity, Florida's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate was 3.4% in May. That is down 0.1% from April and 0.2% lower than the nationwide jobless figure. Monroe County had the state's lowest unemployment rate at 2.1%, followed by St. John's and Okaloosa counties at 2.5%. The highest jobless rates in Florida are found in Citrus, Gulf, Hardy, and Sumter counties, all at 4.6%. Alan Spector, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Metro Orlando's jobless rate ticked slightly higher from 2.7% in April to 2.8% last month, but Metro Orlando continues to lead the state in job creation month after month, adding more than 40,000 jobs in the past 12 months. Touting spending on issues such as education and the environment, Governor Ron DeSantis today signed a $90.9 billion budget for the fiscal year it begins July 1st, the largest in state history. The first-year governor acknowledged he took a lighter hand with vetoes since lawmakers met many of his goals. We worked well together, so there wasn't a need for me to, you know, exact any type of uh, retribution because the legislature didn't work for me. You know, I basically uh, took a look at it and, um, and tried to make the best decisions that I could. The budget also includes $5.4 billion in reserves, which DeSantis says is important for a state that's been impacted by major hurricanes the past three years. The downing of an American surveillance drone near Iran nearly pushed the Trump administration to a potentially deadly response. It is still unclear how, when, or if the administration is going to eventually respond to this attack on a U.S. drone yesterday and what the administration says is international waters. More on that conversation that the president had on NBC News in which he details a little bit more about the hesitation he had about going forward with this attack. Things would have happened to a point where you wouldn't turn back or couldn't turn back. The administration is still stressing this all happened over international waters, though the Iranian government is saying that the aircraft did breach their territory. Lawmakers are split as news of the president's near retaliation leaked out. However, most were in agreement that the situation needs to be de-escalated. Michael Yaffe will take an in-depth look at the incident in just a few minutes. A press release from the controversial online dating site Ashley Madison says the Sunshine State is prime for some sizzling summer lovin'. Four Florida cities are among the top 15 in the country for signups to its website. Guess who was number one? So at Orlando, we have at number one, Tampa at number nine, Hialeah 
at number 11. St. Petersburg, number 14. Isabella Mize with Ashley Madison, which matches married people with singles for flings and affairs. Read about five TSA agents injured after a man tried to run past security checkpoint. That story is at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. WFLA News Time is 5.05 p.m. Orlando with Michael Yaffe continues now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Well, welcome to the first day of summer, and not only is it brutally hot in Central Florida today, the news is hot. (laughs) Yes, uh, there's a lot of different stuff going on that we have to cover. A lot has happened in the last day, especially in dealing with Iran. In fact, some things have happened since this morning. I was hosting Good Morning Orlando. Uh, we were talking about the fact that Trump decided not to strike Iran, even though he, it seemed like he had ordered a strike and then backed off. Well, President Trump explained himself on Meet the Press today, and we'll, we'll play that audio for you. Now, on yesterday's show, we also had the story about UCF, University of Central Florida, installing this new camera system that would scan license plates. Well, it seems that they're getting a backlash, at least from one group. The ACLU wants to fight them on it. We'll have a live report on that from our news partners at Fox 35 in about 20 minutes or 15 minutes or so. Then after that, Governor Ron DeSantis did it. He signed the $90 billion budget, and he actually vetoed some things as well, some things that directly affect us right here in the city beautiful in Orlando. What did he decide to veto? Well, we will cover that in the next half hour. Then, of course, we'll end the show and end the week with my Beyond Reason commentary. I'll give my take on Trump's decision not to strike Iran and Trump explaining himself. Let me just say this. I think it was pretty smart politically. He came off as tough but also magnanimous. So we'll go into more detail on all of this. We also have a story about a USA Today poll that the USA Today on on President Trump that they decided not to cover. They did their own poll, and then for some reason, they decided they didn't want to put it out there. Gee, I wonder why. All of this coming up on this edition, this Friday edition, this first day of summer edition of PM Orlando. Of course, we will also update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Welcome to the show. This is PM Orlando. It's 5.11 right now on PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here is one of the top stories for you. This is according to the Jerusalem Post. Apparently, Iran refrained from shooting down a U.S. plane with 35 people on board that was accompanying the downed drone in the Gulf. At least that's according to a Revolutionary Guards commander who said that earlier today. The head of the Revolutionary Guards Aerospace Division was quoted as saying that with the U.S. drone in the region, there was also an American P-8 plane with 35 people on board. This plane also entered our airspace, and we could have shot it down, but we did not. That's uh, Iran's attempt at trying to seem magnanimous. 
Updates on the top stories every 10 minutes right here on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando with Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I think we clearly need a measured response here. I think the world needs to see, honestly, smoke and fire. I think uh, Kim Jong-un needs to see smoke and fire. Uh, there's been an attack on the U.S. military, and uh, if we don't respond, we're incentivizing future attacks. Uh, I think it's time to act. That is Representative Mark Green on Fox News last night. He's representative out of Tennessee talking about uh, that we need to have some kind of response And apparently we were very, very close on delivering a response last night. The New York Times had the report this morning, I covered it on Good Morning Orlando, that Trump had initially ordered a strike on some military facilities in Iran and then backed off of it last minute. Now, the New York Times said that there were already planes in the air, the strike was about to go on, and then Trump gave the stand-down order. Well, we got some clarification from President Trump today on that, According to him, that's not quite how it happened. He spoke with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, and here it is. So did you greenlight something, or had you said, uh, if we do it, I'll do this? What was, yeah. it, what was the order you Nothing gave? is greenlighted until the very end, because things okay. change, right? So and you never gave a final no, order? No, 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 no. But we had something ready to go, subject to my approval. And they came in, and they uh, came in about a half an hour before. They said, sir, we're about ready to go. I said, uh, I want a better planes definition. Planes in the air? Were planes no, no, in the we're air? We're about ready to go. Yeah. Uh, no, but they would have been pretty soon. Uh, and things would have happened to a point where you wouldn't turn back or couldn't turn back. So that was the first part of his explanation, saying that no, planes were not in the air, that you have sort of plans already in place, but Trump has to give the final order, and he decided not to do that. Now, why did Trump decide not to give that final order, not to actually strike those Iranian targets? Well, this is his response. So uh, they came and they said, sir, we're ready to go. We'd like a decision. I said, I want to know something before you go. How many people will be killed? In this case, Iranians. Mm -hmm. I said, how many people are going to be killed? Uh, Sir, I'd like to get back to you on that. Great people, these generals. They said, uh, came back, said, sir. Approximately one. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 150. And I thought about it for a second. And I said, you know what? They shot down an unmanned. Uh, drone, mm-hmm. plane, whatever you want to call it. And here we are sitting with 150 dead people that would have taken place probably within a half an hour after I said, go ahead. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was proportionate. So his explanation right there is he felt like this was not a proportionate response. They attacked an unmanned drone. No Americans were hurt, although that drone did cause $130 million. It is a U.S. asset. It is a U.S. military asset. It is a direct attack on something on the United States military. But he felt like he wants to give Iran an opportunity. Now, Reuters also reported earlier today that um, 
through a back channel through the country of Oman, he decided to tell Iran he was going to strike and then told him he would prefer to make a deal. So he's still trying to make some kind of deal with Iran. I actually, by the way, I think this is smart politics. Now, Trump also tweeted out earlier today, he said this, said President Obama made a desperate and terrible deal with Iran, gave them $150 billion plus $1.8 billion in cash. Iran was in big trouble and he bailed them out, gave them a free path to nuclear weapons. And soon, instead of saying thank you, Iran yelled death to America. He continues on with his tweets here. He says, I terminated deal, which was not even ratified by Congress, and imposed strong sanctions. They are a much weaker nation today than at the beginning of my presidency when they were causing major problems throughout the Middle East. Now they are bust. Then he says this. He further explains on why he didn't do the, the strike. On Monday, they shot down an unmanned drone flying in international waters. We were cocked and loaded to retaliate last night on three different uh, sites when I asked how many will die. 150 people, sir, was the answer from a general. Ten minutes before the strike, I stopped it. Not proportionate to shooting down an unmanned drone. I am in no hurry. Our military is rebuilt, new, and ready to go. By far the best in the world. Sanctions are biting and more added last night. Iran can never have nuclear weapons, not against the USA and not against the world. Now, some people are actually questioning his response here, kind of accusing him of waffling or maybe blinking a little bit, saying he really doesn't have, doesn't really want to strike Iran at all, doesn't want to escalate this. One of those people is actually Fox News reporter Chris Wallace, Fox News anchor Chris Wallace. This is what he said questioning Trump's decision. You know, this is a president who, on the one hand, talks very tough and has ordered strikes in the past, at least two cruise missile attacks against Syria for the use of chemical weapons, but has also made it clear, as he did in that uh, photo op yesterday, that he does not want to get the U.S. more deeply involved in endless wars, and a war with Iran would be a very ugly and prolonged conflict. So it does raise the question. Does the president really have the stomach to launch this kind of attack and get more deeply involved, perhaps, in a confrontation with Iran? So his question is, does Trump really have the stomach to do this? Well, we'll find out. As Trump said yesterday, we'll find out. Now, at the end of the show today in the Beyond Reason commentary section, I'm going to give my take on all of this, in my opinion, on what Trump did Yesterday, we had this big story on UCF installing a new surveillance camera system that scans license plates. Well, they're getting some backlash from that. We have a live report coming up in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic all in two minutes on PM Orlando. Five twenty-two right now on PM Orlando. Here's another one of the top stories for you. The cause of death of two more U.S. citizens who died suddenly after visiting the Dominican Republic are being scrutinized in the wake of recent deaths of other Americans. The deaths of Chris Palmer and Barbara Diane Mazer Mitchell are getting more scrutiny after the sudden deaths of nine other Americans who had traveled to the Dominican Republic. Palmer, a 41-year-old Army veteran from Kansas, died in April of 2018, and Mazer Mitchell, a 69-year-old retired nurse from Pennsylvania, died in September 2016 after both falling ill at a resort. Dominican Republic officials say the deaths were coincidental and of natural causes. The tourism minister for the Dominican Republic says there's nothing in the final reports for the victims to suggest foul play. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. 
We're always updating the top stories every 10 minutes right here on PM Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. Yesterday, we had the story from you right out of the Orlando Sentinel that UCF is installing a new camera system that will scan license plates and eventually be able to look at, you know, they'll scan the license plate and then they'll match it with a police database. Well, right now we're talking with our news partners at Fox 35 and Lara Greenberg reporting live from UCF. And Lara, I understand that there's one group who was not happy about this. Yeah, that's right. I spoke with the ACLU of Florida today, and they've actually spoken out against this, these readers a lot in the past because they are kind of popping up everywhere at different universities and municipalities. And they're saying that they have a, a problem with the fact that they are going to be scanning people's plates and then getting their information, and that information will then be stored for a certain period of time. And the information here with the plates, scanners at UCF will be stored for a year in a cloud and UCF says that it is secure and they will not share that information with other people but the ACLU is saying that a lot of these people are innocent people that don't have any kind of criminal background or ties and it's unfair to have their data stored. So what they're basically saying is it's an invasion of privacy and also um, I guess uh, kind of invades their rights a little bit. Exactly. They said that they should, UCF should be respecting Florida's constitutional right to privacy and that they think, you know, an overuse of something like this could potentially violate that. All right. Can you explain to our listeners once again why UCF decided to install this camera system in the first place? Well, the real reason is for campus safety. You know, we've had reports over the last couple of years, especially of issues that have popped up um, with people stealing cars, people breaking into cars. And with these scanners, they'd be able to look up people's plates, see who's coming into campus, parking on campus, and then match it to a police database to see if they have any priors or have any ties to a stolen car or something that's, you know, a a red flag for them. And that could help them find these people sooner. And I also understand it would be a new way to uh, do the parking permits where people wouldn't have to have those physical decals on their cars anymore, right? Exactly. It eliminates the decals. It eliminates the little hanging tags and permits. So there is, you know, a convenience factor as well for the for the students and faculty. All right. That's Larry Greenberg reporting live from UCF. If you want to find out more details on this story, you can watch Fox 35 News at 6 and 10 p.m. Lara, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. So another big story today, if you listen to this station throughout the day, which I mean, which you should. Why? Why wouldn't you? If you listen to Rush Limbaugh, who's on this station noon to three today, he actually had a very interesting story about the USA Today newspaper outlet and a poll they did that for some reason they decided not to cover. Let's listen to a little bit of what Rush said on that. President Trump has scored his highest approval rating ever in a key national poll, but the media outfit that produced it has not written about it, has not done a story on it. It's USA Today. Their poll is the USA Suffolk poll. It was taken June 11th through June the 15th. And in this poll, Donald Trump's approval number is at 49% versus 48% who disapprove. 
He has never reached this level in the USA Today poll. It is a profound increase from the president's lowest point in this poll. August 2018, Trump was at 40 percent. They are not reporting. While Trump's uh, highest approval seemingly wasn't news to USA Today, the 38 percent from last February, they couldn't print it enough. They ran it over and over. So if you're wondering why Trump supporters distrust the media, if you're wondering why Trump will constantly call out the fake news, he calls it the fake news media, a lot of people get upset when he says that. Sometimes I get upset as well. But if you're wondering where the distrust comes from, there you go. It seems like there anyway that there's an agenda involved with the USA Today not really covering that story. Larry Spillman's going to come in in just a couple of minutes, has more news, local and national, for you. We also have traffic, weather, the Bloomberg Business Report as well. It's all coming up in two minutes on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando on News Radio. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 93.1 WFLA. Yes, this is the Friday edition of PM Orlando. I am Michael Yaffe. Tom Benton is producing. And Larry Spillman has a story about a tragic day in Florida history being remembered. That's right, Mike. A dark day in the central Florida history remembered today as one of the victims of the infamous Okoe massacre was honored. And a historical marker was unveiled outside the Orange County Regional History Center in honor of July Perry. Perry was lynched by a white mob on election night back in 1920, almost 100 years ago, after defending a friend's right to vote. Speakers today included Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings. The sacrifice of Mr. Perry so that African Americans could vote is a dark and deadly part of our history and one that will not be forgotten. After Perry's murder, historians say dozens of black residents were killed in one of the deadliest episodes of racial violence in the South. The History Center is planning an exhibit on the Okoe Massacre for next year. Two of the three suspects accused of dragging a Florida Highway Patrol trooper in downtown Orlando early yesterday are in custody. 19-year-old Christopher Lewis of Apopka was ordered held without bond today by a judge He's facing attempted murder charges. A second suspect is charged with speeding, and a juvenile has been released to his parents. Dashcam video of the ordeal shows a trooper trying to tackle the driver outside the car with Lewis, who was the passenger allegedly behind the wheel, and then the trooper being pulled on the ground about 100 feet. The trooper was banged up, but not seriously hurt. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Eight of the 20 Democrats participating in next week's first presidential primary debate are already in South Florida, laying out their platforms today to a forum of Latino leaders. Senator Elizabeth Warren believes the ultra-rich should pay more. Nobody 
wants to punish you, but pitch in two cents so that every one of our kids has a chance to make it in life. The party's frontrunner, Vice President Joe Biden, did not participate, but he will next week when the Democrats debate Wednesday and Thursday nights. Florida daredevil Nick Walenda is putting in the final practices for his latest feat. The Sarasota native and his sister, Liana, will walk a high-wire 24 stories above Times Square in New York on Sunday night. The two will start on the opposite ends of the 1,300-foot cable and cross in the middle. There won't be a net, but both will be wearing safety harnesses during the televised event. And 18-year-olds can soon serve as prison guards in Florida. The minimum hiring age is being lowered from 19 to 18 as of July 1st. The goal is to alleviate a shortage of applicants for the correctional officer jobs in jails and prisons. And bridging the gap between humans and marine life is in the vocal cords. Songs of success from researchers in Scotland who found that gray seals were able to mimic human words and songs. University at St. Andrews researchers say the mechanisms in the gray seal's larynx are similar to humans, explaining it takes hundreds of trials to teach the seal what we wanted to do, but once they got the idea, they can copy a new sound pretty well at the first attempt. And when it comes to a tune, they're surprisingly talented. Therese Crowley, Fox News. Wow. <laughs> and, Amazing. And a Texas deputy shot with a crossbow while responding to an emergency call. Read about it on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 538 on News Radio 93.1 PM Orlando continues now. Trusco Bank has hometown checking with free use of over 55,000 ATMs. Member FDIC. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. Well, Michael, every once in a while a story comes along that kind of restores your faith in humanity. Seems that uh, a worldwide study conducted by the University of Michigan found that people who are handed a supposedly lost wallet will usually try to find the owner and return it. Oh, some hope for humanity. In fact, they will be more likely to find the owner if there was cash in the wallet. And the more cash there was, the more they were determined to return it. The researchers dropped off about 17,000 different wallets around the world. Only 46% of the wallets that contain no cash were returned. But 61% of the wallets with a little cash were returned. And 72% of those with 100 bucks inside were returned. Look at you starting out with some good news. How about oh, that? That's interesting. Well, here's more good news. KFC will soon be offering its Cheetos sandwich nationwide. <laughs> That's <laughs> after, good news. Okay. After a very successful <laughs> test run in North Carolina, Georgia, and Virginia earlier this year, the sandwich consists of, listen to this, chicken fried patty, mayo, a special Cheetos sauce, and a handful of crunchy Cheetos on a toasted bun. It should be available everywhere starting July Man, the 1st. I don't know. I mean, I love Cheetos. <laughs> I love KFC. Putting it together, though, that's a little questionable. Yeah, well, I'd try it, though. Yeah, it's worth a try. 
while the Rolling Stones return to the stage. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. The Rolling Stones No Filter Tour opens tonight at Chicago's Soldier Field after postponing their North American tour because the 75-year-old Mick Jagger needed some heart treatment. He had an operation. The closest the Stones get to Orlando is Jacksonville on July the 19th and in Miami on August the 31st. Jagger, by the way, has two heart doctors traveling with him. Really? That's right. Oh, good. You You mean when he, after his surgery, he seemed great. He was dancing around and everything. Well, he probably doctors were standing right off off camera. You yeah, know, they maybe. Were there. Jim Pike, you may not know the name. He's the co-founder and lead singer of the 60s group, The Letterman. They had lush vocal harmonies, had a lot of gra- Grammy-nominated uh, songs during the 60s. Well, he died June 9th at his home in Prescott, Arizona. He was 82. <laughs> Now, the Letterman placed 19 songs in the Billboard charts over the 10 years of the 60s. Two made the top 10. In 1962, they scored with When I Fall in Love. And the Grammy-nominated 1968 medley of Going Out of My Head and Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Sounded good. Yeah, they had that song. I they like had it. a very unique sound. And finally, the long-suffering Tampa Bay Rays. The guys who are frustrated with their inability to find a new stadium and to fill it, well, they've been given the green light by Major League Baseball to begin exploring an unusual possibility. That would be to split their games between Tampa Bay and Montreal. Although Commissioner Rob Manford uh, stressed that the effort was simply an exploration for now, the idea seems uh, it could be a possible life preserver for the Rays franchise who are struggling to get a new facility. There are some who believe that the Rays are pursuing this just to put a little pressure on Tampa Bay to get that new stadium for them. I have a feeling that is exactly what is going on. What would they be called? Would they be called the Tampa Bay Rays or the Tampa Bay slash Montreal Rays? <laughs> Pro- I mean, I guess just the Rays. Like Who knows? And and the plan would be for them to play the first half of the season in, in uh, Tampa Bay and the second half of the season in Montreal. That is bizarre. I've it never is. heard anything like that. Yeah. Of course, we talked about this a little bit on the morning show, and Alan Spector, he's hoping that they come to Orlando. He says that there actually has been some rumors that they might come to Orlando. That would be interesting. That would be huge news for us. Also big news is Governor Ron DeSantis signed a very huge budget, the Florida budget, the state budget, and we'll talk about that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. Here's another headline for you right now out of the state of Texas. Texas will be deploying 1,000 National Guard troops to the U.S.-Mexico border, addressing the surge of migrants and assisting the federal government with its border security efforts. Governor Greg Abbott says the deployment is supposed to help with the humanitarian crisis. Congress is a group of reprobates for not addressing a crisis on our border. And we're not going to stand idly by in 
endanger the, the lives and safety of the state of Texas because Congress is refusing to do its job. Every child who's not being taken care of adequately at the border, Congress is an accomplice to any harm they suffer. Ooh, a bunch of reprobates. <laughs> Top stories every 10 minutes right here on PM Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Um, I'm here uh, to announce that uh, I've just signed uh, the year's budget. It clocks in at $90.9 billion after uh, roughly $131.3 million in line item vetoes. That was Governor Ron DeSantis earlier today in a press conference where he announced that he has signed this year's Florida budget, which comes in, like he said, at $90.9 billion. Now, he also talked about some good things he thinks are in the budget this year. Um, I think that uh, there are many great highlights with the budget. It is the highest uh, amount that we've ever funded uh, education in the state of Florida. Increase per student, $242, uh, which is the largest increase, I think, since 2013. Um, $75 base student allocation increase. I think last year was like 10 cents. Now, some other things in the budget you might want to know about. It offers almost $3 billion in hurricane recovery and preparedness efforts. It provides $400 million in funding for Everglades restoration, $100 million for Springs restoration, $50 million for water quality improvement, and $25 million to combat red tide and blue-green algae. Um, the budget also calls for spending $9.7 billion on transportation needs, $2.7 billion for highway construction, and another $21.8 billion in total funding for grade school through high school education. Now, despite all of this spending, Governor Ron DeSantis also pointed out that we still saved some money. You know, I think that it was a successful budget. Now, you know, even though we had all these historic uh, commitments funded, uh, we were able to reduce taxes by almost $400 million, and the reserves have been built uh, back up to about $5.4 billion. He also pointed out as well that's a good thing because while the economy is good right now, it could always take a downturn, and it's good to have some reserves in the budget. Now, in a moment, I'm going to tell you what was vetoed in this budget that directly affects us right here in Central Florida. But Governor Ron DeSantis explained why he vetoed some things. Um, you know, when I was looking at how to line item veto things, um, I considered a number of factors. I mean, one, obviously, there's certain things government just shouldn't do at all. Um, certain things that I think have merit but are, but are clearly a local responsibility. And if I fund something from one locality, then do I have to do it uh, for everybody? Um, we also have in certain areas certain processes um, that, that go by, um, whether it's for land acquisition or affordable housing. And um, I would rather keep things in there. So if there was a deviation from there, you know, that was something that I considered. It didn't mean it was 100%, but that was something that I considered. Um, then there were some things that some of the ideas were, were decent, but I didn't think they were likely to be effective, either the way that they were structured or the amount of resources was not enough to get the job done. Now, the one thing that was vetoed that's getting a lot of attention right here in Orlando is there was $1.7 million for UCF's downtown campus. That was cut. 
uh, by Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, I don't think he explained why, but it might have something to do with all of the spending controversy, some of the scandal on misappropriation of funds there at UCF. By the way, UCF responded saying, while the loss of these operating funds is disappointing, we will welcome nearly 8,000 UCF and Valencia College students on August 26th, and we are committed to ensuring this veto will not impact our students and faculty. The shared innovative campus will place students in close proximity to high-demand jobs and internships and provide new educational pathways to our community. Now, some other things that were vetoed that affects us right here in Central Florida is uh, $6 million for Bridge, which was a Kissimmee Technology Research Facility that it wanted to purchase and install tools. Also, $100,000 for the Orlando Police Department's rapid DNA testing program was cut by the governor. And uh, Longwood GOP Representative Scott Plankin pushed for a million dollars to test autonomous vehicles in Altamont Springs, but that was vetoed as well. I remember we were talking about that possibility recently on the morning show, um, so that was vetoed. But still, I believe it's still the biggest budget in Florida history, huge budget. Very interesting that we're spending that much, and yet we still have money in reserves and can have some tax cuts um, that really just shows right now that the economy is doing well. President Trump backs off on his strike against Iran. I'm going to give my commentary on that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. Here's a final check on headlines for you right now. Uh, veterans organizations such as the American Legion and the VFW are experiencing record low memberships. Many ex-servicemen say the groups are not meeting the needs of younger vets. We asked members of the American Legion why membership is down. Young people don't go into the American Legion. I never went into an American Legion until I was 50. Young people want to go where there's young people. We're here for veterans and their families in the community, and it's hard. As much as we need people, family comes first, but they still have a notion that we're a bunch of old guys drinking, telling war stories. It's far from the truth. They think it's just an old man's club, and it's just a drinking club. It's not. We're more than that. We're about meetings once a month. We fundraise. We help the veterans and we're more we're more than that it's tough because the younger people are so busy with working and every family has to have two people working there's just not enough time for young people to devote to these organizations we update the top stories every 10 minutes right here on wfla you're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news weather and traffic news radio 93.1 wfla Nothing is green-lighted until the very end because things change, right? President Trump, the big news that came out today is the fact that President Trump had plans to strike Iran. They were already in action, in place, and then at the last second he decided to pull back saying the response wouldn't be proportionate. Now, I actually want you to listen to President Trump here talking with Chuck Todd from Meet the Press saying why he decided not to attack Iran. And then I want to give my take on this because I think it's very interesting. Here it is. So uh, they came and they said, sir, we're ready to go. We'd like a decision. I said, I want to know something before you go. How many people will be killed? In this case, Iranians. Mm -hmm. I said, how many people are going to be killed? Uh, Sir, I'd like to get back to you on that. Great people, these generals. They said, uh, came back, said, sir, approximately 150. And I thought about it for a second, and I said, you know what? They shot down an unmanned uh, drone, Mm -hmm. plane, whatever you want to call it, 
And here we are sitting with 150 dead people that would have taken place probably within a half an hour after I said, go ahead. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was proportionate. When you listen to that, when I listen to that anyway, I don't hear someone who's waffling, who blinked, who's kind of afraid or something like that or unpredictable. I hear someone that made a decision based on the evidence and made what he thought was a good decision. I hear someone that sounds tough. He wants to know Iran. He wants to tell Iran we could strike them. But he also comes off as somewhat magnanimous that, look, he's not in a rush to kill 150 people. You know, some people try to make Trump as a maniac who's uh, unstable and someone like that shouldn't have his hands on the nuclear button. But when you listen to that audio there, is that how he comes off? No, actually, he kind of came off as a good commander in chief making a good decision. I think it was smart politics because the American people are going to say, hey, look. This president making a smart decision, not in a rush to go to war or kill people. Now, some people think this whole idea of proportionate response is ridiculous. I understand that, but we're talking about a strike. We're not talking about full-scale war. I think it's good that a president is maybe a little reluctant to want to kill 150 people. And I have a feeling most of the American people agree with me on that. This is actually, I think, a good day politically by President Trump, but something is going to have to be done about Iran. And it's not Trump's fault that we're in this situation in the first place. That whole stuff is just beyond reason. Appreciate you listening to the show today. Don't forget to listen to Laura Peterson and Carl Jackson next, and I will be back here next week. Have a good weekend. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.